Great books help you understand, and they help you feel understood. John Green. Hello, friends. It's my pleasure to welcome you once again to Inside the Writer's Cafe. I'm Cheryl Nason. Our show features not only the hottest authors, but we also introduce you to exciting new authors who talk about themselves and their latest work. Join me today as we talk to an author about his autobiographical history based on three decades of field work in Muslim-majority Bangladesh and Hindu-majority India. Dr. Sachi Dastadar is a professor of the State University of New York. He's authored over 75 articles and has testified in Washington about the plight of non-Muslim minorities in a Muslim-majority subcontinent. Dr. Dastadar joins me today to talk about his book, Mukti, Free to be Born Again, Partitions of Indian Subcontinent, Islamism, Hinduism, Leftism, and Liberation of the Faithful. Welcome, Dr. Dastadar. Thank you very much. Now, your book is classified as an autobiographical history, and it's based on three decades of fieldwork in Muslim-majority Bangladesh and Hindu-majority India. What made you decide to write this book now? Well, um, thank you for asking. Well, um, this has been, I have been writing this, this kind of things, uh, partition and change for over probably three decades. Uh, uh, I have five, six other books and hundred, many, many articles on this, but uh, I and, and one of the reasons that that interested me was that my family became a victim victim of partition. They fled with only what we call shot and sari on their back uh, from the from the place where the from the home they lived for over 450 years at least. Um, and then I and that happened to my wife's family also, and their family was known as. It master's family. They were in their in their place. Uh, the whole family was headmaster in schools for over 10, 15 generations. So, and we both of us have gone back there. And as we have gone back, we have a foundation that created a foundation that educates poor and orphan children in Bangladesh and and Eastern India, Northeast India. Through that, our travel, uh, we saw this this. They struggle for survival uh, for people who follow traditional beliefs, um, and and so that inspired me to write. Now I have written many articles in Bengali uh, for the people in Bangladesh and India, and um, so I thought it is it's hardly known in the West. As I as I write, people have heard about India, but that's it. But not much. The struggle that has gone on, uh, and and the and the and the rise of extremism in the subcontinent. So, I what I'm writing, <clears throat> what I've seen through my own eyes, but with I have used different names. Uh, I have fictionalized the names. Good. Um, so, yeah, in that then that fashion that I have tried to present it. Let me ask you one question. Our listeners may not be familiar with the term. Partition. Would you define that for me, please? Yeah, yeah. What happened is this: <clears throat> Britain ruled India for about 200 years, and uh, so and and it was a mix. Before that, it's a 
Muslim rule was there in India. They ruled for another 400 years, different various Muslim um, dynasties. So as India, but as Britain ruled, there was a tremendous movement for independence uh, from Indians. To, to defeat that, Britain started what's called uh, divide and rule or divide and conquer policy. Um, and so, so there was no demand for it. In 1905, they just split the province of Bengal, two parts, saying Muslim Bengal, East Muslim Bengal, and West Hindu Bengal. And they gave money to, to a, a Muslim, a non-native Muslim, to start a Muslim League party, which would demand partition of India. So this movement continued against the, the then more pro-tolerant, pro-secular, uh, multi-ethnic multi party, Congress party. Eventually, Britain decided to divide India into, into three parts. Uh, one, one India, the other one's Pakistan, was divided into two parts, East Pakistan, which is today's Bangladesh, and West Pakistan, which is today's Pakistan. They just drew a line through, through the province where I come from, Bengal, and said, said, this is what one would be Pakistan, one would be uh, India. And that, that so in, in August of 1947, 14, 15th August, uh, the nation was divided, and the blood, bloodbath began, uh, so in August. That, that effect of that continues, and the effect of one of the sad effects of that was from Pakistan. It was almost 28% non-Muslim. Uh, in probably in, in one stroke, 25% of the population vanished. Wow. So, so, so now it's barely 2% non-Muslim, 1% Hindu, 1% Christian. And then, then in, in the, in the, Eastern part of the Bengal, where this this uh, this uh, my work focuses on, there were one third of the population was non-Muslim, Hindu, and some Christians and Buddhists. And year after year, pogrom have brought brought it down to less than 10 percent now. Um, and one of the largest killing took place when Bangladesh became independent in 1971. It was a pro-secular movement to create a pro-secular regime in Pakistan. Bangladeshis were majority in Pakistan, uh, yet the Pakistan military lashed out into the majority, and they wanted to kill all. There was an extermination campaign of all Hindus, then over 25% of the population, and all secular Muslims. So, so that created, at that time, in one stroke, about 3 million people were killed in six months. So. So coming back to the partition, so when in the Indian context partition is referred, it is referred as 1947 August, when the country was divided into secular India and Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Wow, three million people, that's amazing. Yeah, in 1971, yeah, three million people were killed in six months. It's a, what I call the kill rate was even faster than the, than the, during the Second World War, uh, during the the rise of Nazi, Nazism. So yeah, it was a, and, and, uh, and uh, but, but the sad part is that, that not, and the, none of the killers, mass killers were, were, were prosecuted, not one, the West and the Islamic countries, 
pressed India and Pakistan and Bangladesh not to try try uh, those masculars um, who created that genocide. Um, but right now there is a trial going on after 40 some years. Uh, and there are people very proud that they have killed so many people. There are very people who are very proud that they have, in their own hands, they have killed. And even the pro-secular prime minister and 25 members of the family are murdered in, after four years by, by a very right-wing Islamist regime. So, so that's, that has set, the 47 has set into all of these events that's going on now. Have we given the listeners an overview of your book, or would you like to take a moment and let them know exactly what the book yeah. is about? Yeah. The, my book is called Mukti, Free to be Born Again. What um, Partitions of Indian Subcontinent, Islamism, Hinduism, Leftism, and Liberation of the Faithful. So the book focuses on, on a couple of parallel things, or connected things. One is that that people who still survive, very, very poor, marginalized people, marginalized uh, polythe polytheistic Hindus, and now Buddhists who survive in Bangladesh as a minority, they, when I go, they often are prayed that their suffering should end. The word mukti is, has many meanings. Um, so, so they they always tell me that we want let our sufferings from from this pain be over. Uh, so that's where I have. It's a very common term. Mukti means salvation, nirvana, rescue, liberation, relief, freedom from earthly attachments. All of these things. So I these are the very marginalized people. Even before partition, they were poor, very poor, often belonging to the oppressed caste Hindus. Then there are Muslim secularists who are trying to protect them. So try to bring their position, how they're trying and how they're failing or when they're succeeding. And then it brings back into the, into the politics of leftism in, 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 in India, the Indian state adjacent to, which in India, called West Bengal, where the Bengali elites, Bangladeshi Hindu elites, went and quickly rose to power. Uh, they became all communist. They are ruled by communists. They are all atheists. They, they converted, converts people not, uh, to, to atheism. Yet, the, the, the strangest thing is that they are people who are marching on the streets every single day against oppression in, in America, against blacks, oppression of, of um, uh, Arabs in Israel, oppression of America in, in Vietnam or South Africa. Yet, they have never ever marched one once to protect their own people who, whom they have left behind. Uh, it is a very peculiar kind of a, a racism. Uh, it's the elites who have gotten to power and these elites were supported by the poor who lived in the other side when they lived, yet not once. So I have brought that, that side of racism into, into, into the highlight. Um, so when we grew up, they were the ones who, who influenced us, <clears throat> and the communists ruled state of West Bengal for 35, almost 35 years. They were ousted by a lady who is ruling now for four years and, and whom they tried to kill, but that's a different issue. So all these, plus the people's attempt to protect their own tradition. Um, 
create on the on the onslaught from what I call monotheist ex- extremism is that you no, know, you'd not be allowed to do it. Yet people are struggling uh, to save their tradition. So all these I bring into in together um, to to make this huge 700-page narrative, which I could do do in a, in a few words. You know, people would not understand also. Um, the, the the complexity. If it was just a seven page, they will not. So it it became too big. It's complex. Yes, it is complex. Definitely, it's very complex. And also, also there's a taboo of saying these things in the subcontinent. If you say these things, you automatically become become a bad person. You know. Um, so, so you're taking some risk here by by writing this book, aren't you? Listen, um, I'm old enough to to be able to, if there is a risk, there is a risk. Actually, way back, I was even given a death threat by somebody sent uh, uh, when I was going to Bangladesh um, from here, from New York. But what but do you do? I mean, you have to lead your life. Uh, life has to go on. Uh, but I'm talking these things, this I started to write way before 9-11. But after 9-11, the consciousness of America has changed and the rest of the world has changed. But we had 9-11 long ago. August 15th, 14th, 15th August 1947 was our 9-11. And then it has continued ever since. Um, and oftentimes, we, uh, even our administrations have often gone into the wrong direction, supported uh, something wrong policy. As a matter of fact, even in the 71 uh, mass killing. There were many of these mass killers have found shelter here in America, in Canada, in Europe, but that's a different story. It's not not part of this story, it's my story. But that was the geopolitics, um, which is not part of my Mukti book. If our listeners want to find a copy of the book, I know that they can go to Amazon and they can put your name, which is Sachi, Dr. Sachi Dastadar, and it's spelled S-A-C-H-I-D-A-S-T-I-D-A-R. And they can put in Mukti, which is spelled M-U-K-T-I, and then there's a colon, free to be born again. If they put that in the book search feature and click on it, then your book will come up and they can, there's a a little excerpt right there that describes what the book is about and they can purchase it there. But there are other places that the book is available. Yes. Actually, my publisher said it's available in almost all traditional uh, book sales. Um, I have checked, for example, I've been told by people who have bought from Barnes and Nobles also, <clears throat> but in New York it is being, so and there are other, and of course Author House, um, their wave has this book, Barnes and Nobles, as I mentioned, and then, <clears throat> then I had a project here in New York called Indian Subcontinent Partition Documentation Project, uh, which whose office is in is in Jamaica Queens, uh, they they have kept copies of this. Um, uh, the wave of that is <clears throat> Indian. We sh- in short we call Ishpat I S P A D 1947 when the India was partitioned I S P A D 1947 dot org. 
uh, it, they, they will find information. Plus, I am also going to put this extra information in the blog. And uh, what I understand, uh, the blog called Empire's Last Casualty. Um, and I'm also told that there several groups have already listed this in their own own promotion. Uh, I am not attached to them, but I have been told that um, sometimes I get email that I have listed your, your book into our group, things like that. So yes, it is uh, readily available. It, they have three versions. Hardcover, softcover, and an e ebook version. So, so yeah, they are all available uh, in in traditional book book sales book places. Now, in addition to the blog, you're also on Twitter. Tell me about that. Yeah, Twitter, <clears throat> Twitter. Yeah, I tweeted and somebody retweeted. I did tweet uh, because the name is long. I just tweeted. Uh, check check out Mukti. Free to be born again, partitions of Indian subcontinent, Islamism, Hinduism, leftism, and liberation of the faithful. So, so I, I just found out so many other people retweeted it. So, if they go into tweet, um, what I should have done put a put a picture of the uh, not picture of the cover. I should have added the cover, which I did not. Um, I do not. Uh, so maybe next time I'll I'll do that. But, yeah, if you go to Twitter, you'll also find, find information on that. Now, you have a website that's under construction, but it's not really up yet. Is that right? Not, not really up, yeah. My university folks, they say they're, they're working on it. I do not want to, yeah, so it has not been done yet. Hopefully, we'll, we should be doing soon. Um, because there, is, there are other books that have worked. Uh, people think I should, I have, I have authored over a dozen books. Um, and so at least people would know that it's just not, if they check out, if they see the other books are there, though almost all the books are <clears throat> out of print now, but at least they would know that it is it does, hasn't come out of thin air, but that there are a lot of things that preceded this, this, this particular work. Dr. Dastadar, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you today, and I want to thank you for joining us and wish you the best of luck with your book. Thank you very much for speaking to me. I really, really appreciate Ms. Cheryl Nason. So uh, what else can I say? Thank you again. Our time is up, and we'd like to thank you for yours. Remember... Pick up a good book and read.